Luke, if I could gobble like a gobbler or old Tom turkey, I probably would do so this morning because, tell you what, it is turkey season in the southern part of Texas, and northern part of Texas is going to open up, and I know a lot of the other states are about to open their turkey season, their spring turkey season as well, too. You going to do any turkey hunting this year? I, I will, Larry. Uh I don't know. It's just like every every spring, it's something I look forward to. And you know, uh, sometimes I get to go quite a few times tur- turkey hunting. Sometimes maybe only once or twice. But uh, spring is not spring to me if I can't get out there and hear them gobbling. I you know don't have to kill one. I try my best, and and usually I get a I get a turkey, but I uh, get a gobbler. But you know, just hearing that old gobbler sound off back in the woods to me it's it, there's it's it'll it gets me going buddy and, and myself and you and lots of other turkey hunters you know you're right you know i you know i've talked a little bit about turkey hunting in the past but it's probably been about 17 years now since i personally shot a turkey in the springtime but you know i've hunted them quite a bit every spring for several years running Old Jim Zumbo, very dear friend of mine, and Rick Lambert, Miranda's dad, and the three of us get together every year during the springtime and, and go turkey hunting. And basically, I've just gone out and called and, and tried to call coyotes and, and uh, you know, get the birds come in, just kind of look at them, get a picture or two. And then Jim and, and Rick, both those guys are absolutely ravenous, serious turkey hunters. They were doing the turkey shooting, but... This year, uh, not going to get to hunt with those two guys, but I've got a couple of hunts planned kind of in the northern part of the state and uh, with uh, Brandon Houston, who I've partnered with with H3 Whitetail Solutions on our management uh, work that we do. He's got some properties up there that I'm going to get into and, and really hoping that you're going to be able to join us up there as well, too. Ah, just tell me the date. I'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> I will, we'll, we'll get that yeah, date set up. Yeah, there's there's pretty good fishing there as well, too, oh, on that boy. one river, so... It, it may be, you know, we've, in the past we've talked about surf and turf. I'm not sure what you'd call turkeys, but maybe it's going to be feathers and fins kind of thing. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, you know, Larry, here here where I live, and I live southeast of Dallas, maybe 25 miles, folks. Larry, right. Larry's been here many times. But uh, the area that I live in uh, has been void of, of wild turkeys for I, I'm going to guess since the early part of the last century. I, I'm going to say maybe maybe 1930 or 1940 there i've been told there has been no turkeys here but it was the area was stocked there's a 12,000 acre cattle ranch uh within as the crow flies within probably three miles of my home and then there's a big wetland on the other side there's a lot of wild what i call wild country 25 miles from dallas honestly it's shocking to know this but in this area but it is a lot of a lot of uh a pretty pretty wild country well the the, the i think the, the the actually the wild turkey federation in conjunction with parks and wildlife i'm sure i don't have all the details but they stocked rio Grande turkeys were still on the western edge of rio Grande right habitat, right not quite into the eastern turkeys that were stocked up on the, the northeast texas we're not into that habitat but anyway that was three years ago a friend of mine down the down the slough from where I live here, uh, Kenneth has got uh, feeders out for his deer, and we hunt deer and hogs over at his place, and he's got a big flock of turkey, which you were able to film. Uh, coming into these feeders, of course, there's no season, but it's given me 
and you an opportunity to get some really good video. And I've got some good still shots uh, of the of the gobblers. They're already strutting. So it's kind of like a test lab close to home, Larry. I can't shoot them, but I can shoot them with a camera. You know. You know what? That ain't. That's not all bad. Either. Right. Those, we saw two gobblers in there. I know a lot of guys that are serious turkey hunters. You know, they're looking at beards and spurs and weight and all that kind of thing. And I bet you that 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 one gobbler has probably got eleven, twelve inch beard. The other one's pretty close to that. And I noticed what we could see the other day. That's pretty good size spurs on them as well, too. So, uh, you know, ever they open that country up and they may in the future as yeah. that population increases and it should continue to increase we were there trying to remove a few coyotes as well the other day and we're successful of course at that but uh you know that that population should increase and you, you mentioned that the stocking program the between the uh different game departments back when i worked for tpwd here in texas we caught and released birds scattered all over the state and often traded birds, talking about turkeys, to other states or gave them to them so that they could stock those areas with Rio Grands. And, and uh, of course, we worked some deals, too, where there were some Easterns that were brought back into some of the eastern part of the state, mm-hmm. just to the east of where you, know, you were talking about. But those stocking programs have been extremely successful over the years, and, of course, popularity in spring turkey season has just gone through the roof over the last bunch of years as well too it certainly has yeah uh red river county where i was raised up in northeast texas was the first county in east texas to be stocked with the uh, eastern birds and it is to this day something about uh i don't know exactly what it is in the habitat up there but they they took they did really well the stocking the block stocking programs that uh Texas Parks and Wildlife did. You know they would they would block it. Um, right. So many birds. Well, one flock here and then one flock a mile over. Block stocking they call it. Uh, in some counties such as Bowie and Lamar, it, it it they're still huntable numbers. There's still a season, but they did. I'm told that they didn't uh, take like they did there in uh, in Red River County. I I don't know why, but it's it's a fact. You know our buddy. Mike Ford's got a ranch up there, and there's some. Hey, they have taken some big old eastern turkeys off that, off that ranch that he has up there. You know, so it's pretty good hunting. But uh, still, the people would tell you serious turkey. I've I've taken one eastern bird in uh, in Texas, and uh, in the in my life, I actually since they've been a season. But they're not real pl- real plentiful. And I'll tell you this, Larry, and I bet our Turkey hunters will agree with me. I've hunted the Rios a ton and hunted the eastern some in Oklahoma and here. Uh, the, the, the eastern birds, are, they're woods birds, and they're just, to me they're just, they're just harder to hunt. Uh, and I, I think, and I don't know this, but I think it's because they live in tight quarters. I mean, they live in the woods, you know, and, and predators can sneak up on them a lot easier than a Rio that's out there that can see you. A hundred yards. Maybe I'm wrong, but they're all hard to call in, or I found them to be. You know, I think you're right to, to a certain degree. I've hunted birds, uh, talking about eastern birds over in Alabama and in Georgia and in, in those states much farther east. But the thing about it is, there too, those birds get a lot of hunting pressure, whereas a lot of times our, our Rio Grandes don't get that much hunting pressure because our, our properties are a whole lot bigger and you get in the southeast, yeah. those places are considerably smaller. So they, they get a lot of different calls thrown at them during springtime kind of thing. But, 
you're right. The the, the eastern birds they, they live in the those woods situation like that, and I think you're probably right. They they're a little bit more wary because of the fact they're a little warier because of uh, that maybe they can't see very far, you know, and so they're a little bit more suspicious mm-hmm. than what our real grands are, and. You know, but I think you brought up an interesting point in the wariness of them. I've used all kinds of different calls over the years, everything from mouth calls to love the old box calls and the slate calls and all those kind of things. And I learned over the years that not to call too much. Uh, I get tickled sometimes. We used to take a lot of the world champion turkey haulers, callers out years ago with when I did a lot of stuff with the real tree. And uh, I'd listen to those, those guys call, and they never shut up. And, and unfortunately, you know, they, those real grand birds that they were hunting were tough, and they didn't come in. Whereas I could go in there and sit down somewhere and yelp a few times and just sit there quietly. It didn't take, you know, too very long for an old gobbler to come looking for me. I, of course, I wasn't trying to impress the gobbler with my calling abilities as well either. But, two in that area, we had a lot of deer. And so very often when... You'd be calling uh, during the springtime. Birds can't smell. Turkeys can't smell. So, you know, nobody really paid a whole lot of attention to the, the, their scent. And yet, a lot of times, you would have uh, deer come in downwind, and next thing you know, they were blowing at you by golly. And of course, that's spooked every day to turkey out of the area as well, too. You, you bet. You know, Larry, I just I meant to mention just a bit ago that uh, the film of the turkeys that you did on our right. cold hunt. Folks can go right now. That is, it's already up and running. The the uh, our it's the show that we do for Carbon TV, folks. It's called a Sportsman's Life, but you can go to a sports uh, to Carbon TV. It's on Roku and all the streaming uh, devices there. You know, you can go get it there, or you can just go to carbontv.com, search out a Sportsman's Life, and look at that. That was some good good video there uh every time i watch it man i'm just ready to <laughs> i'm ready to get that shotgun out you know <laughs> well i'm telling you those those two gobblers that we got film of good gosh they're big old birds that old beard hung up almost hung on the ground kind of thing so uh but there were a bunch of hens there and yeah. if we can keep that coyote population down a little bit some of the other predators i got a feeling that as we talked about earlier that population there is going to continue to grow as well and and uh, really get strong over the next few years. Well, next time you're up this way for the your one of your meetings there at the Dallas Safari Club, uh, I think you need to get back here with me and Kenneth, and let's reduce more coyotes so those those turkeys can can do can, so they can thrive, Larry. I, I think that's the duty of a part of man to somebody who loves wildlife and, and uh, particularly in this instance trying to help the turkey population. Let's go we'll help the white-tailed deer population some as well, too, and rabbit population and all the other little things. Not that we want to get totally rid of the coyotes because they play an important role, but it sure be nice to have that particular population reduced a little bit. That's true, Larry. That's like the feral hogs. I don't think we're going to get rid of them. No, nope, so nope, we're going nope. to we're going to have fun hunting the coyotes and reducing them. And and I and you and I both like to, you know, we we devoted a lot of time talking to our to our friends about our hunts for the feral hogs. We like to hunt them and we like to eat them. But I think Amen. we're about out of time, Larry. I wish we could add another thirty minutes here. You know. Well, we'll we'll see what we can't meet with everybody here next time, next week, and uh, see what else we can come up and talk about. 